Those of us that grew up in the 90s remember the complete overtaking of pop culture that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles experienced. Suddenly, every kid was saying cowabunga and only wanted to eat pizza. It dices, it slices, and yet makes french fries in three different... Through the onslaught of Turtle Mania, a ton of merchandise was made. Toys, clothes, games, and of course, movies. Let's face it, folks. We're the Fab Four of the 90s. One green, one green, and two green. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The original live-action film came out in 1990 and followed with two sequels in quick succession. While the first film was lauded by audiences, the second film began to show some cracks in the armor of the franchise. By the time the third film hit theaters in 1993, the fad had begun to wane. The third film made nowhere near the amount that the first film had brought in during its theatrical run and had cost more to make. A lot of fans criticized the new suits as the Henson Creature Shop opted out of the series after the second film. Things did not look good for the bodacious bros. Studio execs turned to Turtles creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird to come up with ideas for a fourth installment for the series, hoping that it might right the ship and bring the tubular turtles back to the glory of the first film. But since this series is about unmade films, you know things didn't end up that way. So let's find out what the f happened to that unmade Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. Hey Raph, where are you going? Out to a movie. When Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were contacted by the studio to come up with some ideas for a new film, they set out to do something new with the turtles by bringing back something old. Two titles that were thrown around for the new film were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, The Next Mutation, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, The Foot Walks Again. Yep, the ninja group made up of unhappy teens would have been rebuilt by a resurrected shredder. Wonder if Sam Rockwell could have returned as head thug. Go check out the East Warehouse over Ledman Island. Get your answers there. While Shredder was trying to bring back the Foot Clan, he would have run across those troublesome turtles once again. The guys, on the other hand, would have had their own issues to deal with. It turns out that the mutagen that made them into the radical dudes we know today still resides in their cells. After a while, they would all begin to undergo a secondary mutation. Each of the characters would have seen new, unique abilities and powers. Leonardo would have developed the ability to have his skin turn into an impenetrable metal skin. Think Colossus from the X-Men. This would have made him the ultimate leader as he could charge into battle without having to worry about taking damage. Donatello would have gained a telepathic and telekinetic ability for his already super smart brain. This would have been an interesting addition, as it also came with a new disability caused by these new powers. He would have lost part of his eyesight, which would have seen him don new technological goggles to compensate. Michelangelo would have developed the ability to project a more human-like appearance onto himself. This would have let him interact with people on a regular basis. Raphael then had a power that he could transform into more of a raptor appearance. He would develop long claws on each of his fingers and toes. His teeth would have been much sharper, and his appearance would be more hulking. And the turtles weren't the only ones with new mutations. Splinter would have gained the ability to grow into a super rat. The concept art had him looking like a big were-rat. His claws would have been longer, his jaw bigger, and just become a larger presence. This would have allowed him to participate in more battles in the films. The last we saw Shredder, he had mutated into Super Shredder, a giant muscular version of Shredder with spikes and blades sticking out all over his body. Whatever caused this mutation may be useful against my enemies. 
Since he had been subjected to the same mutagen that the turtles had, he also would have gone through some new mutations. But no details on what that would have been are actually known. One interesting development would have been the reveal that there had been a fifth turtle during their origin. The missing turtle would have returned, but it's unknown in what capacity. Was he a friend or a foe? Their missing sibling would have gone under the name Kirby. It would have continued the trend of naming them after famous artists, as this paid tribute to the legendary comic book artist, Jack Kirby. Oh. Oh. One of the differences in this turtle from his brothers was that he would have had four fingers instead of the usual three that the others had on each hand. Pure speculation was that he would at first be an adversary of the turtles, blaming them for his absence from the group as they mutated, but by the movie's end, he would probably have joined them in trying to take down Shredder once and for all. Some drawings show Casey Jones has adopted the use of some knuckle weapons that are electrified, keeps with his street fighting persona, but adds some extra flair to his punches. Oh boy, leftovers. Perhaps the most interesting piece of concept art is labeled Evil April. This artwork shows her dressed in an outfit that looks similar to X-Men's Psylocke. She is carrying a katana, and the overall look of her gives off a villain vibe. The cause of her turn to the dark side is unknown, but it would have caused the turtles to be in for a sad showdown. I, I, I like to do a, a little tucking every now and then. <sighs> Three different versions of the script were written, and there was so much confidence that the film would move forward that the Toymaker Playmates promoted that new figures for the film release would be available for the holiday season in 1996. In the ad for store buyers, we see the usual four turtles and the mysterious silhouette of an unknown turtle that presumably would have been Kirby. The details listed on the store ads say, that the film would have been full of parallel dimensions and gothic dimensions. This may explain the evil April character, but doesn't fill in much else for what the movie actually would have been. With the third film underperforming and the frenzy over the turtle's property starting to die down, the fourth film was scrapped and never moved forward, although some of the ideas would show up in other places. Fox Kids would air a live-action turtle series called The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. <laughs> Do not call me mutant or hottie. It would also introduce the idea of a fifth turtle, but change it from their brother Kirby to their sister, Venus de Milo. She also was separated from the rest of the turtles during their mutagen accident, but instead was raised in Chinatown by her master Chung. He would train her as a shinobi, which is basically just a more magical version of a ninja. The show only lasted for 26 episodes, but did have a crossover with the Power Rangers at one point. Peter Laird has gone on record that he hates the addition of Venus de Milo to the Turtles family. There have been discussions that she is not to appear in any future movies or series. After the Turtles were sold to Viacom, now Paramount, she did finally return in the comic series from IDW in 2022. Her design and origin were changed to fit better into the current mythos of the turtles. Additionally, the idea of the turtles undergoing secondary mutations did end up making its way onto the Fred Wolf-produced cartoon series. They all ended up with a similar mutation to the raptor Raph idea, where they grew claws, sharp teeth, and grew bigger. Raphael was bitten by a vampire and turned into a hulking monster that was dubbed Gamoraz. He would eventually revert back to his original form. While we wouldn't get a live-action sequel, we did end up with a pseudo-sequel in 2007's TMNT. This animated feature film indicated that it took place in the same universe as the live-action films. We find that all four of the turtles 
have given up crime fighting. Mikey performs at children's birthday parties as himself, disguised in an oversized turtle head. Donatello has started a tech support business. Leonardo has gone to Central America to continue his ninja training. And Raphael seems to just be hanging out at home. But we learn he is a masked crime fighter at night. You are so smug! You know that? You think the world revolves around you, don't you? They reform to stop a new threat that has appeared in New York City. One of the big connections to the previous films we see in Splinter's trophy room. We see on a shelf, Shredder's helmet, the broken ooze canister from part two, and the time scepter from part three. They can all be seen. Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? This shows the audience that this film is actually the fourth part of the movie franchise. While we never did get to see the next mutation version of the fourth film, some lucky bidders got to read it. Three drafts of the script were put up for auction by Kevin Eastman. Even though the scripts are floating around, details of the plot, or even the whole scripts themselves, have never made their way online. We can only hope that someday we'll get to feast our eyes on them. For now, we'll have to settle for feasting on some pizza and yelling Calabunga at our closest friends, or strangers, however you decide to roll. Kawabunga. Hmm? Huh?